Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Johnny Garcia, and welcome to our very first High Farms podcast. Today, we got our very first guest, DJ A. Sarah, in. So, Sarah, can you please get, tell us about yourself? What, what got you into DJing? Or what got you into dancing? What, what was it? What, what do you do for a living? So, like you said, I am a professional dancer. Um, I've been dancing for over 19 years. I'm in Oxnard, California with a homegrown team, the Alias Fam. Shout out to the Alias. Um, and so... I've always been into music. I've always had a passion um, for setting the tone, setting the vibe. I've always been able, I was always um, observant of how other DJs performed and how, what they could have done differently and kind of like critiquing um, when I would just be out enjoying myself. I would be, you know, drinking, just partying, and I would still be like in kind of like work mode. And so when I found out I could make it a career, it changed my life. Um, I decided to go to school for it. And when I graduated, I, at that moment, I was sure, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And you say school. What school did you go to for that? Or, like, did you go to, like, YouTube school? Did you go to a real school? What did you do for that? So I went to Academy of DJs. Um, it's based out of Santa Ana. And it's a about a five, four to five-month course um, where they teach you the basics of DJing. They teach you um, literally how to use your equipment, how to set up your equipment, just how to be like a good DJ in today's time. They don't teach you teach right. you how to make money today, right? Which right. is very important, and which is what was um, what got my attention is because I was like, you know, I can learn to DJ on my own, but am I going to be good at it? Is it going to be worth it? You know, and so um, you do the class, you do the course, the four to five months, and then you have a graduation, which is a live club performance where I, like all my family and friends were there, and it was like a twenty-one and up event. It was so much fun. So it was like, is there like a grading scale right there at the school? Is there like DJ Poly D is like the highest you can be? <laughs> and then someone like. No, there actually isn't because um, you can go into there with no experience needed, um, which was me. I had no experience at all. Never. I touched a controller one time, but I didn't know what I was doing. I, it was it freaked me out. So, um, yeah, they take you in and they teach you literally everything from how to brand yourself, how to create your logo, um, how to come up with your name, and really how to be original. Mm. And so the thing about being original DJ is when um, you can do whatever you want. There's no rules. So, um, yeah, they just taught me to be myself no matter what I'm doing. I kind of just ran with it. So how, do you, how comfortable do you feel when you're on the stage now? Um, well, since I've been dancing forever, the stage wasn't my problem. The part that freaked me out the most was performing in front of people I knew because I'm like, oh, they're the ones who are going to riff it to me. Like, they're the ones that are going to talk shit and stuff. But once I got over, they're like, those are my, that's my family. They're going to support me no matter what. I'm only going to get better. Treat every performance like your last. Um, my set started to go so much smoother. The, the anxiety went away, and I was able to use that adrenaline um, positively instead of, like, shaking and sweating which is usually do, do do you remember your first performance like what Eminem says like mom spaghetti you know hands are sweaty I'm literally me so my first performance is when i realized you need to keep a sweat rag on you because oh, tell one, me about it. i'm carrying all my equipment by myself i have all my speakers lights table everything i carry all that by myself so that's the moment i realized like damn it this is a lot of work and then i had to set up you usually have like 15 maybe 20 minutes to set up so i'm rushing to set up making sure everything works um and yeah so i was like oh my goodness i can literally fill up a pool with how much sweat i had and then i had to like 
perform and my hands are sweaty. Like I get really when I get nervous, my hands get really sweaty. Who doesn't? Yeah. So when, imagine trying to DJ. I have to touch. I have to scratch and stuff. So mm. it was I was shaking, but it was the best. My first performance was so much fun. It was the best. So. Well, well, give me your worst performance. Have you ever had a worst performance? Though? And I know you yes, had a worst performance because everyone has had. <laughs> Bad performances. Yes. Even yes. Drake. I seen that guy Bad fall off stage. Yeah, no, I heard like when he started, he wasn't that good. Like his performances, but you know, you have to um, learn how to like vibe with the crowd, and that's not just like giving them energy. It's taking the energy that they're giving you and using that. Because if I'm sitting there and I'm just like DJing, or if I'm tunnel vision and I'm only looking at my computer, the crowds they're not gonna have as much fun. But if I'm sitting there dancing and I'm like twerking, they're gonna be like, okay, well, how can I? The DJ is having fun. How right. can I not have fun? You right. Know? So yeah. the so the DJ is really s- is the tone setter, right? Yes, I believe that the t- the DJ makes the party. You can you can have whatever decor you want. You can have what celebrity you want. But if the DJ is not good, it will it can one song. All it takes is one song. That's all I say. All it takes is one song for me to lose the crowd. Mm-hmm. And once you lose the crowd, you you can't get it back. It's right. almost impossible. So you talk about the crowd. Is has any people from the crowd came up to you and tell you, hey, can you play this song? Can you do? What's the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. as a crowd member? To the DJ. We, we need to know this. Call me DJ Sarah, no requests. Not just like, <laughs> um, the don't, don't, just don't request. Like, I mean, unless it's a really good song, you have to realize, like, this is our job. For the most part, we know what we're doing. So unless it's like, unless it's like, I don't know how to, because I've literally been at a club playing hip hop, and someone came up to me and asked me to play Glamorous. <laughs> like, I get it. You know, I love Fergie. But not right. This is not the fucking uh, Yeah, so, I love glamours too. But. Yeah, see, and so I had to, you know, get myself together. Like, okay, just, you know, how can I, because I'm, I'm, I'm not rude. And I, I do want to hear your request because you never know. Someone could say a song and it's like, oh, my God, I forgot about that song. Right. Let right. me get it right now. Most of the part, it's not. No, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I try to be open. I let people, you know, people want to come talk to me on stage if they want to greet me, whatever. Not a problem because, you know, I, I love people. I'm right, right, people right. person. But it's just like, you know, really think about your choices because <laughs> if it's not the tone I'm setting, it's for a reason. It's because I'm either trying to get us somewhere or I'm trying to bring us down. So if you're like, oh, just throw this song in there and it's like, you know, I'm I'm riding a wave right now. You're going to throw me off. You're going to make me crash. So. Right, right, right. And then some people in the crowd might not even want that. That's exactly the thing. And they don't realize that. Like, I get you want it, but one person can ruin the whole Right. So let, let me ask you a question and see if you can be honest with it. Do you ever get lit or high before your performances? So high always, every single time. You heard I it here have first. to. <laughs> <laughs> I have to because, like I said, I get really bad anxiety. I get, I get nervous. I get in my head like, oh my god, are you even good at this? Are they gonna like what you have? Um, I've just more recently stopped doing like I used to pre-make my sets, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as nervous. Um, they were all brand new, but I would pre-make them, and now I freestyle. So okay. it's everything you're hearing is like I just thought about that song right now. So smoking literally it takes away that um everybody's watching me, everybody's gonna hate me. And it's more like, nah, fuck it. You're just gonna have a good show. That's yeah, all that matters. You're, as long you're as here as you, with me now. Yeah, if you do your best, that's all that matters. If you mess up, it happens. My thing is I f- or I feel like a lot of DJs, we forget not everybody's a DJ. Mm-hmm. So they don't know our mistakes. They don't understand. They didn't hear it. They didn't catch it. But we're like beating ourselves up about that one transition we missed. 
and the people they, they didn't even we didn't realize. miss it but we were like oh that transition from a little you know duplex drop yeah, should have went to a skrillex exactly. drop or and then people like yeah we freak out and it's like they didn't even hear they're so drunk they don't even notice so have you ever messed up before that the whole crowd caught that they're like whoa yes whoa, whoa. um it wasn't i can't say it's my mess up but um when i did dj at a venue not gonna uh, say who not gonna <laughs> say who but for some reason, their house speakers weren't working, oh. so the music was only playing inside, and like it was bad because it was it was packed outside. It was literally the whole venue was full, so it was like more than half of the people aren't able to hear the music. They're not listening to the music, right? And the guy like looked at me. He's like, "Oh well." Oh, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> guess we'll just turn up inside I then." Like, I was but like, no one got a like an uh, beat. Shuffle I, or I don't know. <laughs> so I just. Um, did what I had to do. I had a great time still. Um, luckily, I have plenty of family and friends because, you know, I'm an 805 local. So they all came out and they were still training up with me. And they're like, the only thing that sucks is it's hot outside, inside. So, you know, they're going inside and out. But the other than that, I mean, you kind of every gig, there's going to be a problem. Every gig. Um, DJing is really technical support. Something's always broken. Something's not working. Something you can't figure out why the sound's not coming out. I can't figure out why this chord is acting funny. It's literally just being over prepared mm -hmm. and finding a way because where there's a will, there's a way. So, so that so that's the main like what's the one thing that people don't know about DJing? Is that I don't know. Oh. That's a lot there's, of hard work. I know that. Yeah, for sh I think that yeah, that's the main thing. Like a lot of people think like, oh, she's just spinning records. I'm music. like, bro, I tried to spin a record one time, like literally at my cousin's <laughs> DJ partner, and all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can mess up the yeah, definitely. Um there's a lot. There's so much to three it. Three things. Three things that you're like, you know, like if you're a main DJ, you know for a fact you'd be doing this. Um, reading a crowd. Not every, I don't think everybody can do that. It's hard. I, I struggle with it every single um, performance because it's like, how do you go to a set and say, this person's going to like this song? How? I don't know them. Uh -huh. I have and never then met them. And then they just like nothing but Lindsay Lohan and ACDC. Exactly. And I'm like, well, you know, I tried. But so definitely reading a crowd. I feel like that's super complicated. People don't realize. Um, what else? Maybe getting all the equipment. <laughs> People don't realize it's so expensive. Like, I have to buy everything on my own. My speakers, my speaker stands, my lights, my table, my controller, my computer, my laptop case, my controller case, my backpack for all my stuff. All of my, every yeah. single thing has a wire. Had to pay for every single one of those wires. My mic. And it's like, um, you're always building because you you know I get a bigger venue. Okay, now I need more speakers. Now I need more. So you're always like trying to add to your collection yeah. of DJ equipment. And then I would say the third is hauling my equipment everywhere because I'm one little <laughs> woman and literally my boxes are taller than me. Like every time I get to the venue, it's usually too late. I'm too, when I'm at the door already. Everybody's like, Oh my gosh, do you need help? Do you need help? Please like I need to help twenty five minutes. Literally ago, bro. take it, take it all, please. But, um, yeah, that's probably the hardest. And not drinking because I don't really like to drink. Oh, that was gonna be my next question. Do you drink? Right? So it's just basically like pass me a pass. You know, give me that puff please, puff pass, but don't please. give me that joint or that. Yeah. So I won't drink unless it's like, a, my set's about to be over. Just because I am crazy about my equipment and it's my money. So mm -hmm. it's like the thought of someone spilling a drink or you know breaking something. I like to be as alert as possible right and i feel like if i'm drinking i'm gonna get too loose and then i'm gonna be you know where's, where's my headset at? yeah and then it's like when i'm packing up i have to touch everything like i don't like i don't like when anybody helps me when i pack up because i have to touch everything to know that it's in my stuff mm -hmm. i need to know it's in my bag because if not 
if I leave one thing, my controller, that's $300. I right. Just, I right. just left like nothing. So definitely staying sober, which is hard because everyone's passing me drinks when I work bars or clubs. Like that's a part of my pay. They'll give me a pay and then mm-hmm. they'll give me a bar tab. And I'm like, well, I don't really need it because I'm not going to use yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But after that, that's when the party starts. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever DJed anyone that's super big, or do you not matter? Like, I'll DJ at a five-year-old party. I will DJ anywhere. I am in open format, open to all gigs, um, whether it's a birthday, a bar mitzvah. I'm because to me, you're just ready to have fun. Yeah, and it's that's a learning, um, that's a lesson for me because. You know, if I DJ a quinte, you know, I've never DJed a quinte before. I've been to one, but it's like now I got to get all the music. Now I need to now I need to be put on, you know, and it's I just it expands so much. It expands my knowledge. um, It expands my understanding for different cultures, everything like I. That's why I love DJing, because I feel like it brings people together in ways that like you wouldn't understand. Just like dancing. Something culture wise type of thing. Yes, for sure. I'm going to need one big funny story that you've seen from the crowd or that you've seen backstage that you that you did uh, during day like, you know, DJing or whatever you were doing. Um, a funny. And moment. did you cause it? Like, did you cause it? I'm pretty sure. I've one. made people like from songs. I can tell that they like that's that's also a plus from DJing is you are the reason people get together at the end of the night. Uh, that's nice. Like you could see, like I've been watching you two. Ooh, they're feeling each other. Ooh. And then I'm like, I'm gonna play this for y'all. And then it's like, okay, look at, they're about to go home together. You're, you're probably the reason why I'd be calling my ex too. Like, Oh, this Sorry. makes, prob- makes me remind you. Let me call her. I'm a reason for a couple of the COVID babies. No, just <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic babies. <laughs> As you guys can see here, she's the reason why from all more of like that. But yeah, from anything as you can see, what wh- what's something that makes you like happy? Like I know you say like, hey, getting the crowd together, but like, what is it besides money? Besides crowd, mm-hmm. what is it? What what really got you into becoming the DJ that you are right now? Just the way that music makes me feel, whether it's a sad song, it's a breakup song, you know, it's a happy song, um, it's hyphy, you know, it's ratchet, whatever. The way that makes me feel, I want other people to feel like that. When I'm so I when I'm playing something, everything I do, I try to make this my rule. It has purpose. Every single do, every song I play, every effect I do, I don't really use effects. Every filter I do, whatever, it has purpose. I'm not someone who you're gonna hear that's using a bunch of blow horns. Nothing that's that's not wrong or anything. But to me, that's a distraction. Mm-hmm. I I want them to hear what I have, you know, what I have going on. And I'm not really too fun with all the effects and stuff. I'm not there yet, but. Um, yeah, so I I enjoy just playing good music and seeing the reaction like, oh, my gosh, how does the DJ know this song? Because mm-hmm. I a lot of people out here, they don't break records. Right. I'll break a record. I don't care. I don't care if oh. people are like, oh, what? At the end of the day, get to the chorus. You're going to be singing the song. So whatever. You you might not like it at first, but you're going you're gonna to vibe with me. Hold up. Hold, sure. hold, hold up. I got stuck once you told me you break the record. I, all I thought was you like saying like, what? You don't like this song? No, no, no. <laughs> is that what so you meant? Like another breaking song. a record is like um, when a new, when an artist uh, like has an album drop or they have something or just whatever, an artist you like that nobody knows a song, breaking your record is like I'm dropping a song. Oh, you'll play Donda. like a, a, Yeah, a so like I would be like, but it would be a song that like people like that new Sharif Richardson song yeah like some people didn't know some people did know some people love it like that type of thing towards like if I have just enough people who love it the people who don't know it are gonna be like okay what's this song everybody knows that I don't know yeah I'm not on yeah because I feel like when else are you gonna learn new music the Mm -hmm. radio is not really gonna give you new music it's gonna play the same three songs over and over Mm -hmm, again mm -hmm. so if I can give you new songs 
that's that's like my takeaway. Like every mix that I post on SoundCloud, I purposely put songs in there, throw songs in there that I'm like, I don't think anybody knows this, but they're gonna like it. Well, so you have a sound? Are you a DJ on SoundCloud as yes, well? Yes, I am a SoundCloud DJ you as want, well. You want to plug in yourself right there? That's your so shot. it's just DJ A Seraph, um, SoundCloud.com/slash DJ A Seraph. Super easy to find me. Um, A Y E S A R R U G H, just because I spell my name a little funny. But yeah, super easy to find me. I have like six or seven mixes on there some short for drives and then other 90s mixes you know love mixes breakup mixes um and i will be posting some new content very very soon so definitely pay attention to my soundcloud if you're on a drive either going to la like an hour to 45 from us um or you're just going down the street going to work i have a mix for that you know because who likes to sit there trying to search through songs to get the right song to play while you're driving it's a hassle no i'll tell you that i'm definitely gonna put that in my soundcloud mix as we speak if you can tell me one person you describe yourself as a DJ, like, you know, DJ Polly D, DJ Marshmallow. Mm. I don't know who you are, who you perceive yourself out, but tell the guests, tell the people who yourself's going to be or who you want to be in the future as a DJ. I want to be DJ A. Sarah. <laughs> I go. enjoy being me. I don't, um, I do look, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't look up to celebrities or I don't, I don't idolize them. I feel like there's real people. Right. That I know that are doing it from the ground up that those people inspire me. And most of them aren't DJs. They do. They do all different types of things. They have they have clothing brands. They have, you know, they do makeup. They do nails. Those are the people that push me. They, you know, the ones that are chasing their dreams, not the ones that already made it. Just because I like real stories. I like true stories. I like now. I like to live in the now. And, yeah, I just I separated myself because I used to do that. Like, oh, my God, I want to be just like them. And it's like. You know, you'll never be there. So you're setting yourself up for failure. You have your own journey. Exactly. So I just stay on my path. You know, the only way up is here. The only way is up. <laughs> is there anything that you've been wanting to tell the audience about, like, you know, the DJing type of thing? Um, no. No, just don't well, underestimate the DJ. I got, I got a better question. I got a real better question. I know I know the guests are wanting to hear this. So you said you were, dan- you yes. were a dancer, right? Yes. Did you get into dancing before DJing? Or mm-hmm. And one more question like that. Dancing. Do you get high before you get into dancing? Yes, absolutely. Dancing you, high is like 10 out of 10. Trying to learn while you're high is not fun because, <laughs> like, you know, I already am really bad with memory. But when I dance, like, yeah, it definitely knocks the nerves, too, because dancing is a whole different because you're, you're depending on your entire body. Like, it's not just the songs that I'm playing or my hands. It's like, oh, if I, my one leg goes this way, I'm going to get yelled at. Like, so, yeah, dancing is definitely different. <laughs> so, but, like, does everyone get high? Like, does everyone need to be on the same level um, with you guys? No, no it, that's completely on you. Some people won't smoke at all. I know some people used to drink before competitions. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody's different. Like, I could not drink because it would make me sick because mm-hmm. I'm, like, shaking so yeah, much right. and moving. But which which is like supposed to happen because yeah. you drink and you move, you're gonna <laughs> but throw up. Some people up. get they get hype. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. But yeah, I've seen that happen before when I go out me to clubs too. and I see people like, dude, I didn't even know you're a dancer. You're like, oh, bro, give me some tequila and I'm the next Chris Brown. Yeah, oh, I've seen that very so. <laughs> that's why that's my biggest thing. But one of the main factors is of dancing and DJing that I've noticed is is, is getting to know the crowd. You get me? Have you ever been up to a spot you've never been before to a crowd and just killed the spot before or even, you know, dumped it? Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like m- there's been multiple times when I'm like, I'm like, damn, I can't. I feel like 
I did really, really good. Or like the feedback from the crowd, like people coming up to me like, oh my gosh, how can I find you? Right. What's your Instagram? Da, da, da. Why don't you have a tip jar? Like those are things that it's like, ah, that's the reason why I do it. Like that support, that means so much. Cause that's, those are people who have never met me. They didn't know me. They don't owe me anything. Um, yeah. So just hearing, you know, genuine, like support. positive feedback that that's, that's killing the crowd for me. Um, but there's been times when, like, you could just tell. You play, you drop a song, and everybody is going crazy. Have you ever dropped a song that made you want to call your ex? Um, that made me want to call my ex? No. Have you ever dropped a song that made you, like, cry? You're like, oh, my goodness. No, I have not had a gig yet where I got to play, like, really sad stuff. Um, so, you know, if you're booking me for a wedding, just know I'm a crybaby. So if I start crying, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is, that's a moment that will get me to cry is, like, a wedding. But. You hear her, someone crying over Marvin Gaye. He just know it's her. Sorry. <laughs> it really is me. <laughs> <laughs> um, any questions that you want me to ask you or anything that, that you want? Um, no. So, like, what made you guys turn into, like, have a podcast? Oh, that's actually a great question. We, we got bored here. So, we were like, let's <laughs> let's see how we can get the crowd going. No, but oh, that's, okay. that's serious. We just wanted to interact more people with the community. Uh, I just want everyone to know that everywhere I go, with someone's a hustler. I'm yeah. not sure if you guys seen the HBO, the show like with LeBron or mm-hmm. anything like that, but he talks about how everyone's a hustler. Like you're a hustler. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, every anyone you've mentioned, they're all hustlers. Like mm-hmm. the wedding people, they just didn't have a wedding. They're mm-hmm. probably hustlers. Anyone, if you work at Taco Bell, Best Buy, in my eyes, my like, dude, you're such a hustler. You don't even see it. Um, anywhere, I just feel like that's why I wanted to get on the High Farms podcast and talk to you guys. I want to hear you guys' backstory, like your backstory. I didn't know you were a dancer. Mm-hmm. Something new to hear about. So. I want to hear about everyone's backstory, and everyone's really dope. Like, it's really crazy how how dope the city is. And a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, the city sucks, and okay. the city sucks. I'm like, bro, like, you don't know how many people make There's it from the city? There's so much hidden talent. And yeah. it's just the fact that I think it's the lack of support and mm-hmm. the – it's hard to keep yourself motivated when mm-hmm. you don't have any support. Like, it's possible. Not saying it's impossible, but it's hard. There's been – that's really why I had to find something else because – hearing all the time so what do you want to do with dance so what are you going to do so are you trying to work a music video are you trying to do this and it's like i don't know i just know i love dancing why can't it just be my passion why do i have to and so i had to find somewhere that i can keep my foot down that could be more stable Mm -hmm. and yeah so one one quick question before i let you guys go is what did you do in the pandemic like, how did you keep yourself going? Did you keep yourself fit? Did you go on YouTube, look at re- you re- remixes? So, fun fact, um, when I graduated, it was actually about a week or two before COVID happened. Oh, my goodness. Before so the shutdown, right? Yes. So, two weeks later, I got shut down. Didn't get to perform my first gig. Nothing. So, for the whole first year, I want to say the most, the first year of COVID, no gig. Right. Because there's nothing. There was nothing I could play. It wasn't. It wasn't anybody's fault. It was just, you know, we were stuck inside. We were quarantining. So I had to find a way to not lose my mojo. My crea- yeah, my mojo, my creativity, my passion, my love. Like, because I'm easily like, I, f- I, get my, I beat myself Devastated. Up. Me too. Yeah, I Me get too. really devastated. Especially if I work really hard for something. And then I'm like, okay, is this a sign? Yeah, there's like a Spanish word. It's like, I forgot what it is. But it's like, we work up so hard and like something yes. happens and just. And it just my Spanish is terrible right now. So whoever whoever <laughs> sees it is going to laugh. But just no, but, sorry, mom. But yeah. Yeah. So like it kills me and I needed to find somewhere to keep 
you know, the ball somehow to keep the ball rolling. And I saw everybody was doing live videos and stuff. And, you know, the live I did do a couple of lives. It was fun, but it wasn't really my thing. Like the thing that like Instagram be taking those they'll shut the live down if they hear a song that they know and just like it wasn't the same because I just felt like I was just DJing like looking at myself like right. I wasn't I needed a crowd to vibe back with so I was like I can't lives aren't it's not not having fun so I started that's why I started doing the SoundCloud mixes because I was like at least if people have places to go or something to do they can just hear the they want to listen to yeah me. they can listen if they really enjoy me they can listen to me on their way to work or whatever they're doing and that's when I got the feedback that made me like, okay, you're you're wearing the right spot because once I created my first um, mix, it was brown skin. It's a '90s like throwback mix. Um, the feedback I got from it was amazing. Nice. Like, and I purposely made that mix to be for, um, you know, like older crowd. You know, the young ones. Everybody. It was kind of for everybody except for kids. It was just for you know the older generation mostly. Right. So. I think since I hit that audience first, like it, like people are like, oh wow, okay, you really do this. Oh, you really know music because when you start taking it back, is when people are like, oh okay, she knows what she's talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. So exactly. exactly. When you bring music back from like the eighties and nineties, uh-huh. or like you say Mac Dre, you get way Marvin more Gay. respect. Yeah, exactly. Because when I say like Mac Dre, or because I, I know a lot of music, so when mm-hmm. I start saying music like that, they're like, oh okay. This kid knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. You said hyphy when I came in here. I'm like, hold up, hold yeah. up. I hyphy, think wifey. Yeah, I think I know a little bit about the bit, ba- ba- area. <laughs> so I think I know a little bit about that. But one thing uh, before we let you go is, what's your next upcoming event? Is, uh, do you, are you having an upcoming yes, event? Yes, I do. So for sure, I have um, next week. It would be Saturday the 21st. Um, I'm DJing at the Beach Club. I think the event goes from like 1 to 6. I want to say one to six, one to seven. Um, again, at the Beach Club, you can get tickets online at Alliance Co. Um, apparel. Dot, I think Alliance Apparel. Co. Um, but you can also check in my Instagram bio. Um, the link is there. Tickets are only ten dollars. Um, it's going to be an amazing event. The Good Days event. It's going to be um, more daytime mm-hmm. from from one to six. So it's going to be like hip hop. I think they're going to do EDM. Good vibes. You know, throwbacks. All that. Get you digging, you know, before the night, and then, you know, we're kind of like your little pregame before you. No, no, I be, I've been <laughs> I've been to Ventura Beach Club, and I'll tell you guys one now, ten dollars for stuff like that, and for for to have a DJ right here, is a steal, probably the steal of the century. You'll probably catch me there. Hey. Uh, other than that, pre-event, and other than that, it's gonna be a main event after. So, we really appreciate you having on DJ Acero. Uh, you're probably our first guest, and it's gonna be something special. But we really appreciate you having it on. Uh, go ahead and tell the guests goodbye and t- say what you guys have to say. I want to say thank you so much for having me. It has been a great time. Um, and thanks, you guys, for watching. Please, if you tune in, share, comment, show love. Um, it all means the world to me. Download um, that SoundCloud yes, mixer, download though. download my SoundCloud. <laughs> That's all I ask for. But other than that, this is our first episode of High Farms Podcast with our first guest, DJ A. Sarah. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope we can tune in with you guys next week. And have a great, great day and week. Peace out.